Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. What's in a name? Well, apparently a lot these days, if you have the wrong name. School districts, counties, and states are willing to spend millions of dollars to change names of schools and buildings, roads, and holidays, which bear a name now deemed unworthy of such an honor. Those names were good, apparently, at one point, but no longer. And so they must go along with statues and anything else associated with them. Perhaps some of that is good. Perhaps some is overdone. You could argue whether the expenditure of such money is good stewardship, or if that money could be better spent somewhere else and in other ways. But it does point out the reality that your good name today may not be a good name tomorrow. Which is a good warning for those who are trying to make a name for themselves in this world and life. A name that might make them famous now and then live on after they die to be their legacy. Well, be careful. Your memory may not be what you think. Sometimes the bad is forgotten and the good lives on. But sometimes, too, it is the other way around. Who do you say that I am? Jesus asked that question today. But his concern is different than what's going on in our world today. For it is not for himself that Jesus is concerned that his name live on, but for you. For there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So this confession is not just so that Jesus' name will live on after he dies but so that you will live on after you die. So there's a lot riding on his name. And Simon replies to his question on behalf of all, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, three weeks ago, we heard the story of when Jesus fed over 5,000 people with only five loaves of bread and two fish. A pretty great miracle. Two weeks ago, we heard of Jesus and Simon walking on the water on the Sea of Galilee. Again, pretty great stuff. And last week, Jesus answered the prayer of a Canaanite mother and freed her daughter from demon possession. Powerful stuff. But this today, these words of Simon today, are a greater miracle than those. For here is not a weak heart made strong, an empty heart filled, or a struggling heart strengthened, but a stony, hard as granite heart 
a heart born rebellious and against God turned into a confessing and believing heart. A miracle that happens here too in you. And this is a greater miracle also because the result is greater. Jesus showers blessings and miracles in this world and life all the time. He continues to feed and to care and to protect and give life. But this miracle of confessing Jesus is not just for this life, for a while, but for a life that will not end, a life that will last forever. So Simon's confession here isn't something he came up with on his own after weighing the evidence After careful study and reasoning, it was a miracle. The work of God in him. Which is what Jesus says. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, especially his own flesh and blood, but my Father who is in heaven. Perhaps Jesus is referring to the voice of the Father that spoke from heaven at his baptism. You are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. Or maybe he is referring to the father working through his word and spirit in Simon's heart. But however it was given, this confession was given to Simon. As it was given to you. And everything rests on this confession, on Jesus' name. How surprised Simon must have been at Jesus' next words. Not the ones commending him, for he really didn't do anything, but expressing how powerful this name of Jesus is. That on this confession, not on miracles, will the church be built. And that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So what's in a name? A lot when it's Jesus' name. Which is why it is so concerning when the name of Jesus is taken away today or stripped of its power. When it is said that Jesus is not the only name that saves. When churches that used to be named after our Lord or those who confessed him are now given trendy names like the journey. Or when his name is more often used in shock and pain than in confession. I often point this out to my catechumens that you never hear the names of any other God used in this way. No one ever hits their thumb with a hammer and cries out, Oh, Buddha! Or, Oh, Allah! (laughs) Only Jesus Christ. Why is that? It's the only name Satan cares about. The only name that saves. So the only name he wants to rob of its special character and power. A similar problem is when the name of Jesus is kept, but his son of Godness is taken away. Like in these iconoclastic days, when you can have Jesus, as long as he is the right 
kind of Jesus, as long as he is depicted as the right color or as the right nationality or he teaches what I want him to teach or he agrees with my way of thinking or isn't too exclusive. And this is not just a problem for them out there, you know, the unbelievers. How easy it is for us too to ignore those parts of the scriptures we don't like. To hold on to our sins. To continue in them and not confess them and stop them. To make Jesus into how we want him to be. Satan is a master of a million tricks. And he will use them all on you. Count on. So that you're here today... Confessing with Simon today really is a miracle. Not something that you can take credit for. But the work of God in you too. Jesus building his church. Which he does through the office of the keys. That is what Jesus said to Simon, playing with Simon's new name, Peter. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And then Jesus tells them how. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So, Simon the Peter along with the others who confess Jesus the Christ, will, by this petering, this confessing, bind and loose. And just as their petering, the confessing of the apostles, was not something they did, but a miracle, the work of God in them, so too will be the petering, the confessing of others, be not because of them, but the work of God through his word which the apostles will speak. As they speak the law of God, binding and uncovering and exposing sin and unbelief, and as they speak the gospel, as they speak Jesus, loosing and forgiving that sin, The disease is diagnosed, the medicine is applied, and Peter's confessors are created. Which is what happened to you. To you, the Christ was Petered, confessed. And now from you, the Christ is Petered, confessed. Or maybe we could say, repeated you speak what was spoken to you give what was given to you and as Jesus has been spoken to you poured out on you and fed to you he has worked in your heart that you believe and confess his name and with that name not even the gates of hell hold any fear for you for with that name Your name 
is written in the book of life. Now, at the end of the reading today, Jesus tells the twelve not to tell anyone that he is the Christ. Not yet, anyway. They haven't yet been sent to do so. And Jesus is still on his way to the cross. For it is there that he needs to be seen as the Christ, not in his miracles, not in the feeding of the 5,000, not in walking on water, not in expelling demons, not in any other miracle, but on the cross. Miracles are great, but they cannot save. Only the one on the cross can do that. Only the one who dies and rises can do that. Only the one who says, Father, forgive them, can do that. And so Jesus will. He will be the Christ there. And we are Peter's when we see and confess him there. And then we have a name that will live forever. For we have his name given to us. And that name... We then, Peter, confess, not only with our lips, but with our lives. Living sacrifices is how Paul put it. Not just speaking, but living our confession. Living forgiveness by forgiving others. Living as if we really believed that death cannot end our life. Living in the confidence that the gates of hell have no power over us living in the knowledge that the name we bear is greater than anything this world can give us, and living in the freedom that all of that brings. They come what may, while you and your name may be nothing in the eyes of the world. You are precious in the sight of God. And that's all in the name you bear and confess. So, what's in a name? Well, everything, when that name is Jesus. So, as you petered him in the creed, and as you peter him in your lives, so now peter him when you come to his table. For as the Apostle Paul told us, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. His death for you. His death for the world. That his name live on for the life of the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.